Good morning, everybody. We hope you all had a very happy Valentine's Day. Welcome back to the SB Nation NFL Show. I'm RJ Ochoa. It's Monday, February 15th, and the time has come to kick off your day with the biggest stories from around the NFL. Now, it's been a few days since you and I last sat around the proverbial campfire, and one of the bigger dominoes has already fallen in the NFL offseason. On Friday, the Houston Texans formalized what many people thought was going to be coming down the bend as they released J.J. Watt. J.J. is obviously one of the best players, maybe the best, in the history of the Houston Texans. He has done an inordinate amount of work for the city of Houston, the state of Texas, and the world at large. J.J. is a Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award winner, and he is one of the greatest defensive players of his era. You can imagine that the market is going to be rather large for J.J., who now is available to look around and probably find himself a place where he can go get the lone thing that has evaded him throughout his Hall of Fame career, a Super Bowl championship. It has been reported by ESPN's Ed Word that there are about a dozen teams, big shocker there, interested in J.J. Watt's services. Among them, the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans. I think those are kind of cool because, you know, the Buffalo Bills took Mario Williams when he left the Houston Texans. That's an interesting storyline. The Tennessee Titans, obviously a division rival. There's the Mike Vrabel of it all. And yes, of course, predictably, the Pittsburgh Steelers are interested in J.J. Watt. Why is that predictable, you say? Well, if you have been living under a rock this entire time, you might not have known that both T.J. Watt and Derek Watt play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three's company, three's enough, three's a party, whatever the case may be. Keep your eyes on J.J. Watt. Now, moving on, it is the time of the year where restructurings and all sorts of things are happening with regards to the salary cap across the NFL. The New Orleans Saints began their work to get under the cap for 2021 with the release of offensive lineman Nick Easton on Friday. Meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers created about $8.3 million in cap space by converting David Bakhtiari's more than $11 million roster bonus into a signing bonus and spreading it out over the length of his deal. Very cool news for David Bakhtiari. Get paid. Enjoy it. Moving on, we spoke on Friday about the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring former Iowa strength and conditioning coach Chris Doyle to be their director of sports performance. This is obviously something that drew a lot of criticism for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and namely for Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer, given Chris Doyle's allegations, or rather the allegations against him during his time at Iowa centering around bullying and racism. On Friday, the Fritz Pollard Alliance, a foundation with the purpose of championing diversity within the NFL, issued a statement in response to Doyle's hiring. They said, at a time when the NFL has failed to solve its problem with racial hiring practices, it is simply unacceptable to welcome Chris Doyle into the ranks of NFL coaches. This statement issued by Fritz Pollard Alliance Executive Director Rod Graves Friday night, not even uh, rather you know, about 24 hours or so after Doyle's hiring, you know, definitely over 24 hours, but still very soon you get the picture. On Friday night, it was reported that Chris Doyle resigned from the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Head coach Urban Meyer issued a statement that later was clarified to reflect both his and general manager Trent Baalke's thoughts. Chris Doyle came to us this evening to submit his resignation, and we have accepted. Chris did not want to be a distraction to what we are building in Jacksonville. We are responsible for all aspects of our program and, in retrospect, should have given greater consideration to how his appointment may have affected all involved. We wish him the best as he moves forward in his career. The Jacksonville Jaguars hired Urban Meyer 
just, uh, you know, well, not 24 hours ago, but it has been very, very, very short-lived uh, Urban Meyer's tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars without encountering a speed bump, to say the least. But the Jacksonville Jaguars do hold the number one pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. It is widely assumed that they will be selecting Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence with that number one overall pick. And, well, Trevor Lawrence was busy himself on Friday. It was a really busy Friday in the NFL. Lawrence held a pro day at Clemson's indoor facility, had over half of the NFL in attendance. I don't know why anybody besides the Jaguars is going to this thing, but hey, you know, get a free trip out of it, get some fast food, get some good food, whatever you want to do. Um, And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, by all measurements, looked like the future number one overall pick. Now, this is not surprising, but it was reported over the weekend that Lawrence will have labrum surgery on his left shoulder on Tuesday. Remember, Trevor Lawrence is a right-handed quarterback. A five- to six-month recovery is expected, so Trevor Lawrence should be fine for training camp. It should not you know, inhibit his abilities to go number one overall. You can start looking for houses in the Jacksonville area. Trevor Lawrence, Duval County is going to be your home. Uh, a bit of fun news. Over the weekend, it was reported that former NFL wide receiver Chris Hogan declared for the premier lacrosse entry draft to be held in March. Uh, Hogan has an experience playing lacrosse at Penn State. We all know how Bill Belichick loves his lacrosse players, so uh, we'll be rooting for Chris Hogan to have success in that other league. Meanwhile, you know, every team in the NFL is obviously looking forward to getting to the Super Bowl. We just finished the Super Bowl last week. I can't believe it. It feels like 500 years ago already. Um, Tyron Matthew was not fined for his altercation with Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. Yeah, you know the altercation I'm talking about. Meanwhile, Antoine Winfield Jr., who... I don't know anybody that had a problem with his celebration, uh, mocking Tyreek Hill's signature celebration. I've said the word celebration a number of times recently, and now it's starting to sound weird. You know how it does that. Anyway, Antoine Winfield Jr. was fined $7,815 for mocking Tyreek Hill. I would imagine that it was probably very, very very worth it for Antoine Winfield Jr. We will have a lot more to discuss on Monday Football Monday later on today. Pete Tweeney of Arrowhead Pride will join me as we chop up all of the greatest and latest storylines as they happen throughout the National Football League. Monday Football Monday coming your way here on the SB Nation NFL show. Make sure you subscribe. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Leave a rating, ride a review. Those things make our hearts sing. And you know you want to hear those fantastic tunes in the old Corazon. Do us a favor. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.